you know, we basic what we've got is we've got a live Discord. We're actually running our very first challenge slash competition today. Um, Ooh, and there's wow. a lot of there's a lot of buzz in the Discord about it. But nobody ever really knows how to. So I love how this is kind of your answer to that, right? Because um, we've always said on this podcast, you can't really fight technology. You're not going to win that fight. Because like when you go into Instagram or social media in general, there's a lot of buzz about like, is AI art even art, you know? And is writing a prompt art? Welcome to Infinite Creative Podcast. My name is Fitz. This is... And I'm Sean, guys. And we're joined today with Andy Sack. Um, and he's here from Form 3. And he has a product to share with us that um, that they've launched recently. But first, thanks, Andy, for coming on. Welcome. My, my pleasure, guys. Good morning. Happy to be here. Awesome. Thanks for coming. Well, yeah, so we just want to jump right into it. So we looked at Form 3's website. We see that you're definitely about empowering brands and kind of you're, you're, you almost have like this kind of brand tool set. So, but I was just wondering, guys, what, 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 in your own words, what does Form 3 do? What is your guys' mission? So Form 3 started, uh, we're, the, we're the team behind uh, Starbucks Odyssey, um, which is the Starbucks's um, Web3 initiative. And um, we really came, my, my business partner and I, Adam Brotman, Adam uh, spent 10 years as chief digital officer at Starbucks. Um, and, and, uh, my background, I spent, uh, I'm a web one entrepreneur turned web two VC that, <laughs> and then spent seven years consulting in the office of the CEO with Satya Nadella on innovation and, and um, uh, digital transformation. Nice. We came together and really our passion is about helping, uh, consumer facing companies of all sizes deal with new technology and digital transformation to acquire, engage, and retain customers. And so Starbucks hired us. We did the Starbucks Odyssey thing, and um, and that has led to uh, us coming up with Hive 3. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, and I guess let's go ahead and dive right into that. Um... Uh, you know, so so with Hive three, you know, now we're now we're in this kind of new AI world, which I know for us, this last year's kind of been a whirlwind in our workflows and just seeing it with the creative world. So to see an AI competition, to see this kind of forward leaning into AI, I, I think that definitely took us kind of by surprise, where we were like, oh wow, there's there's actually a competition for AI now. Um, so yeah, so go ahead and give us a little bit of intro on that. Like what what I guess what brought this um, this new kind yeah, of product? So, so I'll describe what. Hive 3 is and then tell you how we got there. So Hive 3 is a first of its kind competitive league where uh, top prompters are gonna can come and compete uh, and, and win cash and rewards. Mm -hmm. And the idea behind it really came out of our work from Starbucks Odyssey. What we were, when we launched Starbucks Odyssey in December of last year, it launched within one week of ChatGBT um, 3.5 and very quickly within the community at Starbucks Odyssey we saw customer co-creation consumers were coming and taking the the Starbucks logo the siren and putting it into mid-journey and posting it into the community and that was the most vibrant aspect of the community and we were like that coupled with um, uh, the the uh, customer journeys were like AI is going to be able to do all of this. And it was really in that community that we came up with the idea for Hive 3. And we are like, wouldn't it be cool to get the best prompters in the world? Because we saw prompting as a new 
uh, a new skill set and a new talent pool, much like from Web One days, the way engineers used to be in uh, the amazing um, uh, talent pool. We saw prompting and prompters as as the talent pool, and so particularly uh, prompters with strong design and creative skills. It really, from our perspective, unlocked um, amazing creativity. And so we were like, oh, let's set up a competition. We just thought it would be really cool. So cool. Yeah. So I have a question. So I, I think like we should explain like for the casual viewer who's not really into AI, what is prompting? Because I feel like this is like the future, you know? It's like if you can write good prompts, it changes the game. So you have like some tips and like best practices? It's a it, it's a it, it's a good point because uh, I'm in the world where everybody knows what prompting is, but uh, it's that is not the case. So prompting <laughs> the these large language models, which I mean, large language model people may not even know what that is, but ChatGPT people have probably heard of an OpenAI. They yeah. launched ChatGPT 3.5 in in December of last year, and that is a large language model, which is basically a it is the the thing that when people talk about AI, they generally are referring to large language models. And it's the first time that people could go to a screen and type in a question and the computer would respond with a predictive engine, um, uh, with a predictive set of words, some response. And if you, no matter what you ask, you can ask questions about uh, astrology, you can ask questions about medicine, you can ask questions about sports, the answers you get are coherent, cogent, and it's like you're talking to a human being. And so it is artificial intelligence incarnate. And so immediately people are having the experience when going to this window, this text window, having a, and their, their jaws are dropping. They're going, oh my goodness. I mean, it's just, it's incredible. It's that experience of interacting with large language models or, or that text box that is called prompting. And so as, I mean, you can have a very simple prompt um, or, and you can also be, have much more complex prompts. And so the skill of writing these more complex prompts to get the artificial intelligence to give you responses that you, um, that you desire uh, is the skill of prompting. Now, it's also important to note for those people who are novices that sometimes and and nobody really understands this. Sometimes the large language models do something like they what they call hallucinate, and they make it, they <laughs> also can make up things. And that's really hmm. sometimes that's really neat, and sometimes that's really scary. They'll they'll actually oh, yeah. create they'll actually create references to books that don't exist. And so that's that's the text based version. What Hive three is is really all about, and what for that matter Form three, we're really all about. Um, the image uh, side of all of this, which is you actually text in and you can create images that look like black and white photography um, that look like uh, new kinds of art. And you can, you can create, you know, an image is worth a thousand words. You can create images very quickly within like 30 seconds uh, or 15 seconds and um, pretty much whatever your imagination can come up with. And that skill of prompting is what we're, highlighting these designers plus prompt skills that's what we're highlighting at, at uh, hive three 
Oh, awesome. So, so yeah, to really dive into that, because, you know, we've, so we've had a couple episodes in the past. So it was probably a couple months after Midjourney had really, uh, like, kind of just popped up. And so I feel like we were, we were right at the point where everyone was rushing yeah. in. And, and so we did a whole episode on prompts and kind of, you know, the subtle art of prompts, right? And we talked about things like, you know, understanding um, the thing that you're talking about is still very important, right? Like understanding the terminology, the, vo- the, the verbiage. And so I wonder, so, so thinking about a competition, I guess, what, what are the factors that you guys are looking at? Um, with this being an AI competition, um, and it, it seemingly seems like it's open to the public right now. Like you, I guess you have to apply. Um, there's some application process. And if you could talk a little bit about that as well, just for any of our fans that are, are thinking about applying, like what are some of the things you guys are looking at? Yeah, so we're, we're right now we are, um, uh, I invite people to come and apply at hive, at hive3.ai and, um, uh, and we're mostly open. Um, uh, you know, we basic what we've got is we've got a live Discord. We're actually running our very first challenge slash competition today, um, Ooh, and there's wow. a lot of there's a lot of buzz in the Discord about that. To get to the Discord, you've got to apply and be accepted. We're going to be launching the live site in October, um, and at that point, it'll be open to the public, and and anybody can come and. And there'll be the league, which are people who we've recruited to be part of the league. But there's there are other people that are just going to come and be able to create on our interface. And we call them citizen creators. And they'll mm. also be able to compete um, and, and sometimes compete against the people in the league. So there'll, there'll be a whole bunch of those. It's worth noting that uh, all of those, uh, all of the competitions or most of the competitions will involve some um, uh, brands will be sponsoring these competitions. And so really it's about the, the intersection of creative work for and with brand, consumer brands that we're, we're, we're at, uh, trying to highlight here. Wow. So I have a question. So it's kind of like like um, a talent pool, like for sponsors, where they kind of can look out like who writes the best prompts, who gets the best results kind of in a way? Yeah. Yeah, very much so. There we go. It's yeah, very and, interesting. and it, it, we we also think it's going to be really fun. Like we, a lot of times we think about a, a lot of the cooking shows that you see on TV. Um, <laughs> uh, Let's and, cook something up. Know. Yeah, a hundred yeah, AI like, artists you know, live in one in one house. <laughs> yeah, it, it kind of. I mean, well, some of the competitions may be like, oh, we want you to create um, create a digital ad for this for, for this sneaker. But you have to use the term neon, or um, you know, the, there'll be different kinds of challenges that will require um, the the competitors to to do different different creative ch- um, elements. Well, it's it's really cool. I mean, so I, I used to be an Adobe advocate in terms of like you know I, I helped them organize events in Denver um, for for a time, and it was really it reminds me of of the Adobe jams and things we would do at, at colleges where we would have like two graphic designers go up on the stage. We'd have we'd have the projector and you'd have a prompt like you know create a beaver logo for a gas station go and then you would just see their process of like how quickly they have to splice everything together and it always started with the Google search it always started with we have to so so I think this is very interesting right to just to if you could in live time see how fast some of these people move because. I, you know, I've definitely, I, I'm definitely in the beginning stages of AI. When I start to look at kind of these YouTube videos of people using Python to kind of combine all these different tools together, where they're creating AI videos even in record time. I mean, that's correct. 
so like to see just how fast it, it, it's cool where you're, you're going to be right there maybe with the camera pointed right at you know who's the cutting edge people doing ai and how fast they can do something create something so we amazing. are we're at we are actually i mean we're while while sponsoring these challenges and competitions we are also bringing a camera along with us and that's exactly you just you what you described is the spirit and essence of what we are playing with and we're in the very early stages so we don't think we have it right but we think we're gonna have a lot of fun doing it so yeah it's yeah. so cool it reminds me of esports yeah it is like it, ai is really the future but on that n note i i don't know like there's every week a new tool coming out and it's like there's like now you get like mid-journey version four five or whatever it is and everything gets cranked out so fast um how how is that played? Is it a volume game and you just pick and select the best photos that you submit? Or how would you, um, what is the strategy you recommend for the, the artists for this? Well, uh, uh, ask the question again. Yeah, so there, there's a lot of like basically tools coming out where you get a lot of volume of like results. Like some versions with Midjourney, you get like four pictures. You recommend like for the participants to basically um, submit a lot of work or just like one dedicated piece? Oh, um, I meaning for Hive 3? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so for Hive 3, I think like. Um, uh, there's a there's when people submit they actually need to uh submit their prompt and their workflow uh as, mm. uh, as well and so this that interesting capability will be live in october over time we'll have people just come to hive three and participate right at hive three but that that will take us a little bit of time to get there um yeah and i think in general people mid-journey right now in the image space is the leading application and i so i i would point people particularly if they're novices to go there it's not the easiest tool to come up to speed on um but an, enough people have figured it out i mean midjourney has mm -hmm. 16 17 million um users i hear that OpenAI is releasing the next version of dolly like in the next week or two and so everybody's sort of waiting on that but we're indifferent really about what tools, because people are using the, you know, they'll use Midjourney. They might also use um, Illustrator uh, or, you know, they'll use whatever they want um, uh, as additional tools. And that's fine. We're just trying to capture all that and then present it back to people so people can learn. So, so I do have a question with that. So I've always heard from a lot of creatives that do get this in their workflow, and it's the same for me, really. I mean, I'm using a lot of things for code, and I'm more of web web design land now. But but I I, I hear a lot of artists where they they get something from AI, and they they do have to touch it up a lot of the time. So so I guess first off, is that allowed? Um, are, oh yes. are, are, Okay, that is allowed. We okay, cool. It's not only allowed; we expect it. And and okay. what's I mean. What's amazing about the people in the league is they all have, you know, five to 10 years of design experience. And it's really with that design experience where they've just, they, before AI, they were using, you know, Illust Illustrator and Photoshop and whatever, whatever video tool they were using. Then now they've fallen into the AI rabbit hole. And it's really the prompters are sort of, we think of them as orchestrators, conductors, if you will of the creative process and digital tools and yeah. so we expect them to use a, mul a multitude of tools and stitch them together 
Yeah, really cool, really cool. So I guess um, I'm sure you guys have this talk all the time, right? Of if let's say this this takes off, right? Let's say a year from now, you're like seeing a, a huge amount of people participating in this. You have a, a huge platform that you've built. What does the future look like? You think um, for something like Hive Three and 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 I guess just the world of this kind of comp competitive AI creative world. What, what do you see? What's the future? You think? Let's start by saying it's impossible to predict the future. <laughs> I have no idea what's going to happen today, let alone tomorrow. That said, yeah. what, what do we think about? Um, yeah. uh, I mean, I think what we're we're seeing is we're seeing designers and creators see the power in AI and have it be uh, an unlock for for really exponential, faster and better creativity. And we see that as totally affecting the design process and the way in which brands interact with creative uh, creative elements and their consumers. And so we think it's going to fundamentally going to change the way in which business is done. Um, and and the, we also think it's going to fundamentally change the way creativity is done. So we're excited. Yeah. So I have kind of a question about like, art and ai because like when you go into instagram or social media in general there's a lot of buzz about like is ai art even art you know and is writing a prompt art so there's like so much drama going on with like copyright and art right now so what is your your take on that in general how do you define art so um i don't pretend to have a definition of art but let me just say that i think that there are a number of AI, no question, is going to, like, the, the genie is out of the bottle and is going to change our world faster than faster than we than we know, even than I know, just because just, even I'm just trying to keep pace with what's going on in the space is impossible for any one person. Mm -hmm. What I'll say is, is that AI also raises a bunch of ethical issues. Um, yeah. And intellectual property, copyright, um, who owns what? Uh, these la large language models are trained on on the entire World Wide Web. They're trained on a, a whole set of images and that haven't been licensed. Mm -hmm. And there's mm -hmm. justifiable questions about, hey, <laughs> WTF? Yeah. Um, uh, you know, like, and there's and governments around the world are are starting to to uh, try and grok what's going on but i don't really expect politicians or, or governments but re new regulations will come in um mm -hmm. i don't think that i think from forum three's perspective we view those questions as super um important we don't pretend to have the answers but we are committed to acting responsibly so our mission statement is um uh to responsibly unlock creativity um with uh with brands uh, foreign with brands and responsible is the first word in our thing and both adam and i have experience adam worked at starbucks i worked at body shop digital i think being a responsible business person it's core in our dna i wish it were more core in in other part, other aspects of the world and i think when it comes to ai you have to be not only responsible but but careful because it's uh the technology is super powerful. Um, and I think that people have, you know, I, they, those are tough questions. Like if you take a technology and it's trained on the world wide web, who, like what's, who owns that copyright? Um, 
I don't know, but I, there are, we will be developing a set of principles at Forum 3 and we'll be act, trying to look at the picture holistically with we're really holding up creators first because uh, I think it starts there. Yeah. Yeah, well, I love it. I mean, because I, I think it's, it's, it's the problem nobody really wants to solve right now, I feel like, right? That, you know, you, you hear about a lot of layoffs in Silicon Valley in the tech world at large. Um, even small businesses, I, I already, in my conversation with some of my clients, you know, there's already talks of like, you know, why hire a copywriter? Why do these things? Um, and so, but nobody ever really knows how to, so I love how this is kind of your answer to that, right? Because um, we've always said on this podcast, you can't really fight technology. You're not going to win that fight. Um, so, so you really have I to mean, find can, a way. You, you can fight it. You, you'll lose that fight. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so, yeah. So, so with that being said, I guess, um, how, uh, other than Hive 3, is there is there other things, I guess, that... Um, that you're doing as well with with Forum Three. Is there is there other kind of yeah, operations so, you have? So Hive Three is our um, is our consumer facing um, product. At Forum Three, we have a uh, we actually just got a contract, and we're going to be working on a book with Harvard Business Review um, uh, about awesome. new technology, specifically AI and how um, and how brands can use them to acquire and retain. So we have that book coming out. And we also have peer-to-peer um, uh, -peer community um, that we facilitate. Right now, it's all on Zoom, but we're going to be w launching a um, an online version. So if people are interested in that, they can they can ping me. Wow, very awesome. Yeah. So I have a question. So I'm all about like, what can the viewer take away? So how you stay up to date? You got like some tips because like I see every week there's a new tool dropping, there's a new update, yeah. there's a game change. How do you stay up to date in the industry? I mean, I listen. There's a podcast uh, this day in AI. Um, I you know I drive to work. Uh, it's a 15 20 minute drive. I don't listen to it every day, but I listen to it often. Um, yeah. There's also there's this day in AI. There's this week in AI, and there's this <laughs> month in AI. So those three podcasts, um, I like that. You know, amount amount to uh, a good source, and then you know just random uh, Twitter uh, now X uh, is a good source of information. Getting in with uh, following the right people, you can follow. You can you can keep up on current data. That's, mm, awesome. that's good. I like that. So, so I, I have another question. So I think one of the things that's really interesting about AI art, and I wanted to see if like if you guys have had these kind of conversations. So so for example, I, I'm a Dungeon and Dragons nerd, and and so I ran a campaign, and I was like, well, you know, what if we could have visuals for each part of this campaign, right? So you know, me and my old matte painting Photoshop days could never do that. Could just produce all of these different characters for each of the scenes. And so I ran a whole campaign where I actually had a, a mobile monitor facing them, and they were actually able to see the scenes as we went through them. And that's just, I feel like one one niche, one, right? One one kind of thing. Is there other niches that you guys have kind of looked at, like practications of AI, and thought like, hmm, maybe that's another thing to to go after, or is that maybe part of the competition? I'm sorry, I didn't understand the question. Yeah, I heard. Uh, I, I got distracted by your story about Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> he just wants to play Dungeons and Dragons now. Uh, but but no, I, uh, but it's more like the practications of this, right? So like, I used it for D and D for like this kind of specific thing. This kind of like you know maybe let's say someone's also making you know children's stories teaching the alphabet, and so they need that. Have Have you found? Yeah. Have you guys focused on any of those kind of niches and and thought maybe that could be blown out into its own thing? <laughs> 
I'm gonna, I mean, yes, we've thought about specific practical applications, but mostly it's um, most of our world is interacting with uh, brands of all sizes, uh, consumer brands. Uh, and, and at Forum 3, really as a result of Starbucks Odyssey, we ended up getting approached by large companies, Anheuser-Busch and Pepsi and Chipotle. And so like most of the things that we're, most of the things that we think about are the the practical applications and challenges that that, that consumer brands face. Um, the examples you use about D and D and books, like I spend a fair amount of time in Mid Journey and Stable Diffusion and Dali, and inevitably you just see amazing things being created, like the things that I don't think I ever saw on the internet. I'm sure they existed. But I don't think I ever saw them in one spot previously. And now you're seeing them all over the place. They're getting these amazing creations or being um, mashups, et cetera, that it's just really incredible what's what's being unlocked um, with the AI oh, tools. Yeah. yeah. So on, on that note, I have a question. So how do you become an early adapter like you are right now? Because like you kind of... You got into this new field. A lot of people don't really want to hear about AI, blockchain, and all that stuff. But you're like really on the point of time. Like, what is your tip for being an early adapter in a way? I mean, I've always, I personally have always been an early adopter. I mean, I was, I, I started an internet company in 1995. Um, so I've always been an early adopter, and and technology, technology has interested me. AI, I'll admit, it interested me, but I, my initial reaction with AI, I had a, a, a fair amount of fear. Um, but I just, I don't know, I sort of got over that and just uh, just decided to, to dive in. Um, I think the step, the step is just go to the tools and just start playing and tinkering. Mm, um, I like that. And and don't don't do it too long, you know. Do it fifteen minutes and try it again the next day. And if you do that for a week, it's actually you know the fear subsides, and you're like, oh, I sort of like. I mean, let's put it this way: as soon if you've never prompted, um, <laughs> go to ChatGPT and ask it any question. And if you're not amazed by the answer, ask one more question. If you're not amazed, then I don't know. Maybe <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's not for you. But it's it's an incredible. 15 second experience yeah. oh yeah it's it's amazing i mean it's kind of that that final piece right i think when like siri and the kind of internet of everything and all that popped up i think we while that was amazing and it was new i think it was always missing that futuristic aspect right of jarvis or something right we can't just yell at the ceiling and <laughs> ask it something and it'll produce using a language model something that's a an, a nice answer maybe with a, a, a quip or a joke at the end you know that we, we right. never got we never got to that place but it's like with ai it's like totally there and i think we've talked yeah. about video games the fact you could walk around a whole city and like ask a video game character existential questions and they'll sit there and have a conversation with you yeah it's um, moving so fast it's it's yeah it's kind of incredible so um yeah so i i guess so for for our fans watching i guess what so so if they go to you just tell them to go to the website sign up um sign up is free correct for this competition yeah go to open a i would point to everyone start with chat gbt at open ai it is the you know well over 100 million people are there have registered that is the simplest best place to go and start um awesome. and that it, and they're clearly leading <clears throat> um 
I mean, they have a lot of fast followers. Google's doing a lot of interesting work. Meta's doing a lot of interesting work. But go to OpenAI and, and try ChatGPT. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah. So, so with that being said, um, yeah. Is there anything else you would like to share? I guess about um, about Hive Three, Forum Three. Um, anything you would like? Um, you know, a lot of our viewers are, are young creatives out there. Um, anything you, no, yeah, anything I mean, you want to share? Like, uh, feel free to email me. I'm Andy at Forum Three dot com. I'm happy to be helpful when <clears throat> come apply to be in the um, in the competitions. Uh, I hope you come to Hive Three AI come October. And we're, you know, come on the journey with us. We're super excited. That's so awesome. Well, yeah. So for, for everyone who's watching, we're going to definitely have a, a link below in the description for this. Um, is there anything else you would like to ask? Andy, um, I'm I'm so curious about like the whole AI future. I'm just like the, the amount of work you get out of AI. And it's like so fast. Like, is there like a limit for the submissions first off for the um, for, uh, for the forum and uh, high free? No, because like it's you, not a limit. No. no limit. So you basically can just go out there and prompt as much as you can, <laughs> basically. Yep. And submit. Yep. That's amazing. Like, um, yeah. So what do you have like favorite artists or something like that that you are like really admire? Who's like like the sources of inspiration for you at the moment where you're like, oh, I really like this art or I really like that. If you want to give a shout out. I mean, there are a number of um, uh, we, we've just started to do the outreach and and the work of the people that we call super prompters that are going to be in the league. Ooh, I don't want to. I, I like that. <laughs> I don't I don't want to highlight any one because it's hard to know which is my favorite. I do have some preferences, but I'm going to I'm going to let the competitions go and see what happens. Yeah. Um, how is the jury actually on this uh, process? How many people will judge? Uh, like, how is it like split up? Is it a couple of three, com- three judges? I like that. Yeah. Well, th- this is like basically where I'm like all, all sorts of curious about like, um, yeah, the jury set up and whatever. Um, will it be like more like in with the sponsors like the sponsors are like setting the tone for what they want in the art and it will be then resubmit? Yeah, I mean, we're going to, I mean, I mean, the real answer is, is we're going to experiment and see and the experimentation started today. So I don't know yeah. what, I don't know what, ha- I don't know what's happened in the lab as we're, as we're <laughs> doing this interview, the, the first challenge is happening. And so I think like the yeah. next few months, it's going to be really exciting. Well, yeah. So since, you know, we caught you, which is awesome. Thank you for being here. Right. As this is popping off. How does it feel, I guess, that this is starting? Does it, does this kind of feel like this is just the beginning of something much longer for you or I guess what's your feelings today yeah, as it's starting? Yeah. I, I mean, I can't predict, like I said, I can't predict what's going to happen today. It feels the response that we've been getting from creators, um, from brand, from brands, um, from people, people are interested in this area and the idea of a competition and a creative competition, just like you said, you're, what you were, uh, your comment about Adobe and people coming up and, you know, seeing what, how they, how they create and what they create. People are interested in that because there's no question that AI, uh, has the capability of unlocking and, uh, unlocking creativity. And so we're, that's, that's, it's going to be fun. I don't know where it's going to lead, but it's going to be fun. 
Yeah. Yeah, it definitely does sound fun. I'm, I'm definitely going to check it out. I'm, I'm on the waiting list. I think I'm number 883 at the moment, but, you know, so I can't wait to get in there, though. It seems like it's going to be very interesting. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, like, for everyone here, this is free. This is a thing that you could just sign up for, get in there, watch these competitions happen, and why not, right? It seems like these are kind of the early days of something. Yeah. I have also, like, a question in regards to, like, we run an experiment. Like, there was, like, I don't know how many months ago, but basically we covered basically an art competition where an artist basically won first prize nobody knew he was like using mid-journey and he won and then there was a lot of drama like he used mid-journey and i was like there's a lot to writing prompts and sean was trying to recreate the art piece so basically the verbiage that he used to recreate the art um he got completely different results and i'm like how is it with like replicating the same product what what is the that problem because like if you're a real artist you basically can draw the same thing all over but are you also able to do the same thing with ai because you can kind of get different results it's kind of like pressing a button and you get random results what's your thoughts on that i mean let's put it this way the um uh you know it sort of gets at the whole idea and certainly as the creative process has gone from analog to digital in general long before ai there was, you know, uh, when Photoshop came out, like that was a game changer. Um, and so there's no question that AI is a game changer, a digital game changer. Um, this whole this whole issue of replication and copy um, and borrowing, I think the there there is uh, increasing sensitivity about borrowing from someone's style, artistic style. Um and that is something that we're paying attention to. And because I think it's important that people prompt and that their prompts be unique um, and not be uh, in quote unquote in the style of, but you know, we're, we're going to have to, rem- we're going to have to see what happens and, and watch the creative process and then uh, um, try to take the, the, uh, the correct, the correct ethical position in regards to the creative. Yeah. I kind of meant it more like um, because like we have like there's a lot of talent out there and they're kind of worried right now but I still feel like for the people who are writing the prompts they maybe cannot replicate it but you need a real professional to like this is a good inspiration I take this and I make like 20 versions of it and we kind of make a campaign so what would you like um, say to those creators who are like basically making the art after the AI, AI prompt like some positivity in a way so that I, get, uh, I still, I, I still yeah, so don't to, understand the question. Yeah, so to kind of summarize that, um, kind of more, um, you know, if let's say like you're an artist who's resistant to AI in general, uh, you're you think it is just yeah. a copycat. I guess how do you win those people over? What 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 would you say to them if you could win them over? What would you say to them? I would say, look, like uh, you know, I think uh, for, the first thing is, is I would say I understand. Uh, your some of, I understand how you feel and your concerns, and mm-hmm. there's a legitimate reason to be concerned. And then I'd say the technology is not going away, so you can you can fight it and argue it, but it's not I, it's unlikely you will win that argument. I'd be like, you know, may, it might be worth a try because I think if you take your creativity and start to use the tool, 
um, new things for sure. New things are being created and new, even more amazing things are being created. And so, I mean, we're seeing this in every area of human production, whether it be the actors, musicians, and and there's legitimate concern. I'm not. Um, uh, they're, they're very real issues. I just think it's uh, we're in for a um, we're in for a complex time as a society, um, and uh, and we're trying to at least highlight the sort of the fun and the positive elements of what can be done with the technology rather than focusing on um, uh, um, really rather than focusing on the negative. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, I, I and again, I, I actually really do. I really, I love it because yet again, it's something that I think no one really wants to tackle that question. And I think a lot of people's answer to it, yeah, is regulation, uh, put up blocks, make the AI not be able to be as good. You know, um, we've even talked about how in SEO you can you can stop bots from crawling certain pages. So can you do that with AI? And it's all about limitation, limitation, limitation. So I like that your guys' answer to this was not to limit it, not to limit people's use of the AI, but really to be like, hey, can we can we make this a fun thing? Like, does this have to just be an upsetting force? Can it also maybe be something that's also yeah, enjoyable? Yeah, so I think, I think we're coming with a focus on fun and and a healthy dose, dose of we're going to do our best to be responsible and and tackle the, the ethic, some of these ethical issues and, and do our best there. So, yeah, yeah, that's so awesome. It's so great. Um, well, thanks, Andy. Uh, we'll let you go. We know you're super busy. Yeah, uh, today's thanks the, the... so much, guys. Really, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the conversation. It's great to meet both of you and and look forward to having you in the competitions. Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely be watching. So, yeah, thank you again, man. Yeah, thank you for being okay. on. Of course. Take care, guys. Yeah, yeah take yeah. care. Have a good one. So what is now my question that I actually had is like, what are the jobs that come after AI? You know, so that's what I meant. Like, you know, obviously you can write a prompt and when you write the prompt, you get a result. But what do you do with that result? And that's what I mean. There you still need like the graphic designer who takes that idea, takes it into a different field, you know, and makes different things with it. Well, yeah. Well, what's interesting, too, is I think, you know, we're both in the AI visual world, right? So yeah. There's so many AI tools. So it's what's interesting is when you get these AI tools kind of crossing um, these lines into other industries, right? Yeah. You have your you have your copywriting tool, which I guess ChatGPT is great because it's kind of it's kind of filling in all the gaps. It's not visual. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you have these. So it's funny. You have these tool sets, right? You have your text based, your visual based, video based, audio based. Yeah. And then how do all those flow together, right? Is there because like Adobe has like their whole ecosystem. So is there an ecosystem that will hold all of? Yeah, it's kind of like the the fight that we are mentioned, like the fight of ecosystems. You know, everybody comes out with their system. Right. They're like, I want to eat everything up. But right now, there's like so many ecosystems: Adobe, Google, um, OpenAI, and it's like Facebook probably will come out with something. Apple will come out with something sooner or later because yeah. they don't want to be left well, out. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, and it's just so cool. I mean, I think that's really cool. Like hearing just like why they did the competition because I think you and I were kind of wondering like why would you do an AI art competition? Yeah. And I love that i mean it's like because they're at the forefront right when you're up in these agencies i think they get a really good view yeah. of like wow they just fired a whole department 
they like they're laying these people off. They're seeing that like no, there's real things happening because of AI. It's yeah. not it's not like this is a made up thing that that people have this existential crisis happening. Yeah, that, that's what I kind of wanted to shine light on actually when I was like talking to him. But like foreign having an accent makes it hard. But I mean like instead of letting people go, just use all that AI stuff and modify it, use it. There's still a place where you like t- retouch it, you know, or make them all coherent because like some images are not replicate. You cannot replicate them easy with a prompt you know like unless you have a prompt of like 20 30 pages that describes everything in ultra detailed way so that everything is coherent but right right yeah well yeah what i love that you know he talked about i forgot what the term was um it was like chaos or there was like chaos ai or whatever like it was like the the random kind of ai weirdness that happens and how sometimes that can be like a happy little accident really maybe think of bob ross like painting and and (laughs) this is now a tree i made a weird eyeball in the tree and you're like (laughs) Actually, it's kind of cool. It's a happy little eyeball in the tree. So I, you know, because we found that, right? When we did our stuff, we we would look, you know, we would put something up and like, it was just, there was weirdness in it that we didn't really add in. So there's like something there that we still don't control all of. So so in the artist world, um, this will get a little artsy fartsy, but when you paint, there's a, there's a point where, you know, if if something happens like the put the the paint like slides in a certain way or something happens, that you kind of say that that's the painting being the painting. The painting is coming out of the universe. Yeah. It's not all me. I can't just make it all. So I kind of have to let the painting. So I almost wonder if there's something to that with AI, right? We're kind of, we have to kind of release a little bit of control to AI a little yeah. bit. Yeah. The other thing that I was like kind of interested in is like what are the actual jobs afterwards? Because obviously there's like people who will write the prompts and right. will become really good at prompting. But then I'm like imagining there's probably a new job for graphic designers in a way where it's like, oh yeah, I'll just use like all the ideas that I got out of this and make like X, Y, and Z with it. And there's maybe something new popping up that we are unaware of, but there's probably opportunity out there. And this is like where you kind of have to look out like what, what can you actually do with AI and where's the, the middleman that you can be? Right. Well, and I think it's it's a tool in the tool chest. I've always said that. Like it's and and I think today Andy kind of spoke to that as well, right? Photoshop is a tool, right? It's it's you know all these and Photoshop made a lot of people angry when it came out. You oh, know? Yeah. <laughs> Digital photography made a lot of people angry when it came out. You know these things always upset the old technology. So, um, but it's just a tool. Yeah. It's just a tool in the tool chest. You still have value. It's about you still building the house. This is just a new tool that's really cool and super powered. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Oh, yeah. I, so I'm like very passionate about the AI stuff. Yeah. Like, you know, like, oh, we're talking about AI again. Sorry, guys. <laughs> but yeah, mid journey, ChatGPT um, free and oh, four soon to be five mm-hmm. you got to jump on it and prompt as much as possible you know like how many prompts you write a week now what do you think uh you know prompts that i write uh, a week you know that's a very good question you know um i i've said on the podcast i use it a lot for web design now mostly some copywriting i i don't know that's a good question i would say i'm probably hitting about maybe 30 prompts a week sometimes 20 to 30 yeah um i have a friend where he's learning development and stuff um we'll probably have him on the podcast and i think he's admitted to using mm. um you know chat gpt he has uh, gpt4 he actually pays for it and he hits the max almost every month he says he uses all of the allotted space so that is actually a good metric i, I really dig that because like i think like you will get better with volume you know so like the better you can write prompts and there's like a big difference you know mm-hmm. like a 20 sentence whatever versus like 50 you know it's like it's like how good can you describe something what words you know what words you use to be like really just 
you know direct and concrete yeah. but it's like yeah you got to practice like that's for the viewers out there like to write as many prompts as you can get really good at it and there's also like courses now that i'm seeing popping up like how mm -hmm. to prompt where i'm like huh 100 <laughs> yeah very interesting right i mean um yeah so i i think you know wh where are we going from here i think uh i most people like like andy said you know even if you even if you hate these these technologies you should use them you should understand them um and you shouldn't you shouldn't be super resistant to them um it's about us overcoming it right so like if 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 we feel like we're down here and we're now in competitive um nature with all of these different tools then elevate yourself above that you know can you somehow then have value above the ai because the thing is is it still takes your fingers or it takes someone speaking into an ai for it to, to kind of come up with something so so if it's if, it, if you're not saying the right things, it's not going to give the right results. So you yeah. still need to have this. You still need to have some I, knowledge. I'm struggling with that. Like being foreign, you know, and I'm just like, oh, I have that cool question, you know, and like he's like, does not know that I'm foreign. You probably hear the accent, you know, and I, I don't communicate the question right. That's I don't okay. get a good answer. It's, life is a big prompt sometimes, you know. You That's get very interesting. It's interesting you bring that up. Yeah, I mean, like, I've run into that with teams all the time, or even new clients, right? When we have a kickoff meeting, it, it you know, for people that aren't even a little bit nervous about kickoff meetings, you're kind of doing it wrong. You should be a little nervous because <laughs> pushing the limits. To, if you don't do the good prompts at the beginning of a project, the rest of the project's going to be bumpy. So it's like that. <sighs> that kickoff meeting is the prompts. That's like me, like, all right, let's figure out where we're at. What is the thing? It's like yeah. when you type the bullet list into ChatGPT. That's what I'm the I'm the ChatGPT. I'm like, okay, so this and that, and you're in charge. All right, and the budget, and you expect that. Oh, and your wife somehow has a say in this. Okay, and, <laughs> you know, you have to know those. Nepotism, the best thing in the world. World. <laughs> that's a whole other episode <laughs> yeah but yeah for everyone out there thank you for watching us we're gonna have, we have a lot more guests coming we're we're really taking off on spotify um also gotta shout out the mugs go to infinitecreativepodcast.com buy the mugs um, they're very creative it's a good way to support us support the podcast um but yeah other than that stay tuned like and subscribe we love you guys yeah so see you in another one yeah see you guys